we're living in a world where we have hyper-politicized absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Politics no longer stays in the canister of politics. Instead, it permeates, dare I say pollutes, everything in our culture. Hey friends, welcome back to the Eric Deem Show. I'm your host, the chief here at the Eric Deem Show, Eric Deems. This is your toll-free bridge to reality, and I'm so glad that you are back. As a reminder, the values that we have as part of this show, homegrown common sense, personal responsibility, joy in life, gratitude as your foundation, motivation can come from within, and this idea of Midwestern pragmatism and the notion that cultural stewardship falls to each of us. I'm coming to you from the glorious red state of Tennessee, here high atop Mission Control in Nashville. It's Election Day, friends. Election Day 2022. This is when you need to remember. This is when you need to remember everything that happened from the oppressors, from the overreachers in government, and send them packing. You know, one of the things that have taken away here, I mean, you all know how to vote. If you're listening to this show, you know how to vote. If you need help on how to vote, and maybe you have a question on a couple of the issues, you know, some of these places, like here in Nashville, you know, we have some amendments um, that have been proposed uh, to the state constitution. So, you know, chief at ericdeemshow.com. But today's episode is, is more about how did we get to this place where politics took over everything? Well, I mean, I have some ideas on it. You know, we've talked about the, the decline of social discourse in America. We've talked about how every institution is under attack for uh, reasons that only victimization can answer. Folks that are just seeking to be victims. You know, there is, I mean, we're just living in the greatest country probably known to, well, definitely in this time known to man, but in the history of mankind. Um, the freedom, you can start anywhere and make it in this country. I mean, this is a beautiful thing to celebrate. Our country is glorious. It's wonderful. It has many flaws because it has many people. But that's just it. There is still hope. We are that hope, by the way. And for those of you who have been listening since 2019, May of 2019, when this show began, just think about that. That was before COVID. That was before... Joe Biden became this left-wing puppet. A lot has changed in the course of this show being on the airwaves. And I'm so glad that many of you are here, the thousands who are in attendance, the millions who one day will be. I remember election night of 2016 when uh, the blue hairs were um, just crying. You know, the green hairs were exploding. Their, their, Their heads were just popping off all across this fruited plain as um, a guy named Donald Trump became president. And i got to be honest with you, and I was honest with you then, um, for those of you that were in our circles when we were chatting and having those um, dinner nights um, where we just kind of said Jeffersonian-style dinners, where we would just talk about ideas and people and, uh, sorry, we'd talk about ideas, not people, and and talk about philosophy and and, and, you know, this came up then, uh, the division in America, the division in our country. 
And I was very concerned about Donald Trump. At the end of the day, uh, we've decided, for better, uh, but I would say for worse, that celebrities are who we choose to run this country. And celebrities have a better chance of being elected than non-celebrities, than the most qualified of people. And so I was a, came in with a real skepticism whenever uh, DJT came in as number 45. But i got to tell you, I absolutely loved the outcomes from his administration. I mean, look at the strength of our economy. Our country was dependent on no one. We became energy independent in uh, the, the first half of his administration. And then COVID was introduced to us in 2020, and we all saw what happened there. Now, I, and you know, I'm not going to get into the election and, and everything that happened and went down there. I think um, at the end of the day, you accept where things are. I think, but there are several Republicans who still who did not vote for Donald Trump's reelection. There are several Republicans who voted for Joe Biden. Because they thought they were getting uh, middle-class Joe. Just good old Joe from Scranton. And, you know, since that election, we've had all this stuff come out about, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop. (laughs) Never mind all of the COVID conspiracy theorists who ended up being proven as, oh, you really weren't conspiracy theorists. That was correct. So kudos to those of you that have stayed strong through all of that and have not wavered and have actually allowed science to guide you. There's an error. Not the religion, but the actual practice of science. Anyway, I think this election day, we're going to see the red wave sweep across this nation because people are sick and tired of the government overreaching and overstepping in their personal lives, in their kids' lives, in their families. I mean, you all have seen the stories after stories of, uh, of what's happening. I mean, there's a, when I used to hear, i got to be honest, when I used to hear that there's an attack on our kids, I used to think, well, okay, yeah, you folks want to indoctrinate them at a, at a young age, okay, that makes sense. But then when you actually start to see what's going on, where children, not just minors, but children, are being brought to drag shows to broaden their horizons, where kids are being mutilated because a parent wants to empower their son or daughter to go through this this life-altering change, this permanent change for what may not even be gender dysphoria. It could just be a little girl being a tomboy. I mean, we've seen how many times Folks that have gone through surgeries, gender reassignment surgeries, come out and wish that it had not happened. And I don't need to regurgitate the stuff that you're already seeing. And if you need resources, I mean, the Daily Wire, PragerU, just to name a couple. These are are great, well-funded, well-researched organizations. The likes of a Jordan Peterson. Uh, are spending time, Dennis Prager, where they're spending time analyzing and, and, and taking deeper dives, more than we'll have here in this, you know, 15 or 20 minute segment. So I don't need to regurgitate all of that, but what I have to tell you is, as, as those uh, 
truth tellers, those the patriots that are getting that exposure to what's been happening against our children. And then it just keeps going. We dig a little deeper. Oh, well, the attack, that was just the, the tip of the iceberg. The attack on our children goes so much deeper. There's a whole industry. You know, there's a reason they call what you watch on the screen programming, television programming. The question is, do you want to be programmed? Do you want your children programmed? The answer is no. You need to take a stand for that. So, ah, goodness. JB is not with me, so we're um, I'm flying solo today. So uh, you know I don't have him here to kind of crack the whip to keep the show on on schedule. In fact, I actually sent him a note. I said, "Listen, I wish you were here. We've got daylight. What are we on daylight savings time now?" So I said, "Now the sun is going down at four. Um, you know that song, Hello Darkness, Hello Darkness, my old friend. Da 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 da. You know, <laughs> you're here at four again or something." terrible. I shouldn't have done it. He's going to hear this and say, absolutely, you shouldn't have done it. But I told him, I said, listen, if you were here, we would start with that song and bring that in uh, and change the lyrics a little bit and, and have some fun with it. But um, anyway, um, back to where we were, this red wave that's coming, you, you've got to remember the, the media, the mainstream media, they are in bed with the Democratic Party. So because of that, they're going to so try to underplay what's actually happening here, the, the people that are just sick and tired of this coming our way. So, so just prepare for that. But, you know, since 2020, when there are and were some election deniers, and, and some of those are still around, but think of the positive that came from that. I know many of you don't even want to think that anything positive could, but here's what did come from it. A lot of legislation and a lot of uh, policies have been put in place to better secure our elections. So this is a good thing. Safe, fair elections. This is what we've all been calling for. From the beginning, this is what we wanted. Safe, fair, and free elections where every legal citizen is allowed to vote legally once. Whoever is allowed to legally vote gets to do so once. That's what we're all striving for. And for those who aren't, they need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, period. So I think what we're going to see is an absolutely uh, just devastating red wave um, slapping back the Democrats. I mean, you've got folks like the Tulsi Gabbards of the world coming and saying, I'm not a Democrat anymore. And listen, this Democratic Party is not your granddad's Democratic Party. Joe Biden is not the Democrat Joe Biden we all grew up with. Now, we really didn't know who we were with back then. I mean, he was still sniffing hair and, and peering over. Uh, but, I mean, we didn't know nearly as much about the Biden crime family as we do now. And so, you know, it does taint the view looking back for sure. But, I mean, the guy is fist bumping the air. He's not even, he, he, he called a, uh, a rap on today's schedule at like 11.20. So no more public event. That should tell you exactly what the head of the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, is anticipating. Kamala, well, they've just decided that she doesn't need to be out in public anymore. Of course, we all knew that from the beginning. And, and she knew that. Willie, Willie Brown knew that from the beginning. But anyway, a useful pawn, you might say. 
So I think the country is fed up. Folks who were Democrats have seen the likes of the AOC and the squad get ridiculed at their own town halls by their own people. So maybe this whole celebrity thing for politician isn't the right answer. Anyway, I just wanted to come on here, friends, and wish you well, let you know that it's great to be in a red state. Whatever you do, don't California, my Tennessee. You know, we spend some time in Cody, Wyoming, and they have the billboard out there, Don't California, my Cody. And I'm seeing more and more bumper stickers around. I've posted this on the socials, at Eric Deem Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. California, a circle, line through it, and the words, go home. You know, 30, over 30%, 31% of Nashville's new residents in the last year are former Californians, the California refugees. This is not good. So long, well, let me tell you, it is good if they come here because of the freedoms that we have and they want to celebrate and uphold those. It's not good if they bring the kind of stuff that they're fleeing. Look, we've lost so many people in this country. Let me just pull up one of my messages that I get from somebody the other day. I posted a photo that on the social media that just said, before you go vote, go grocery shopping, gas up your car, pay your bills, look at your 401k, and then vote. I've also posted some other things. Here's another one. Vote as if your business is closed, your children are locked out of school, family members are alone in a hospital or retirement home, and you're not allowed to be there or have to show a passport to eat or fly. The same people who did this are on the ballot. Vote. Boy, I had a couple of these just crazed folks who, for some reason, still follow me. That's good, though. I mean, there's a glimmer of hope, right? We're planting seeds. We just got to, we're continuing to water the seeds of truth. May they blossom into sturdy trees. But they write, this person writes back, quote, I pay taxes so women can have bodily autonomy. I think she meant to say women, but I'm like, what what do you mean? How is that? So I write back, inflation isn't tax. Inflation is caused by mismanagement of monetary policy. The inflation we're experiencing in our country now is a direct result of spending trillions of dollars that we didn't have to attack a virus in the wrong ways. We all know this now. And to support Democrat policies in Democrat-run cities, overreach, and bailing those folks out for mismanagement and the wrong decisions. Because they were too arrogant to admit they were the wrong decisions. Because Nancy and the crew could just stroke the check. Our checkbook, but they, they wrote the check. That's what happened. This person goes out to, goes on to say, same price gouging would have happened if Trump were pre- was president. He'd just be blaming everyone that wasn't white evangelical and flaming division to avoid accountability. How did we... How did we go from me saying to think about the expenses of everything that's going on in your life? Your 401k being worth less. Groceries having cost more. Cost of gas being more. Remembering everything that happened during COVID when the government overreached and locked everything down. How, how have we now, she's just going through talking points. 
the bodily autonomy for women. Well, women still have that. They never lost that. So let's not even, come on, what are you, what are you doing? You don't understand. And, of course, she's talking about the Supreme Court getting rid of Roe v. Wade, but guess what they did? They empowered you, the individual, men and women, to be able to vote for exactly what you want. The legislature could easily codify Roe into law. And you've seen states, Kansas is an example, where the population, the electorate, said, okay, the federal government can get rid of it, but we still want versions of it. That's how this thing works. That's how a republic is supposed to work. A representative democracy, that's how it works. So what I actually think happened with the overturn of Roe is we've now empowered women and everybody. It was a great reminder of the power that we have, that maybe we should take more seriously the caliber and the kinds of people that we're sending to our state houses who are passing laws. Every state has their kooks. Some states have more than others in their state legislature. People who are ignorant, who do not know what they're doing, but taking a stance for whatever reason, religious, political, or otherwise, instead of actually getting the experts to weigh in. And I, I, don't, I don't want to get sidetracked here. But, I mean, how did we get on to that when I was just saying inflation? And then, of course, she didn't like my answer that, well, you can pay taxes, whatever, but inflation is a different thing. I mean, we could argue, I mean, it's a tax, right? It's a stupid tax. It's a stupid tax that we pay for electing incompetent people. Anyway, she goes on, she has to throw out Trump. And I, I just I just don't, so I got to give you my re response here. She just couldn't ha handle it. I just said interesting perspective. And I'm not sure about hypotheticals. All I know is the reality I've experienced. My investments and our economy was much stronger under the previous administration. A lot of damage has been done and exacerbated by the fiscal policies and several other missteps taken by the current administration. My hope is that a Republican-controlled House and Senate will provide a nice check and balance to the administration over the next two years. Well, her head had exploded by the time she got to that. It's not exact. It's not even a hypothetical. When when Trump used this and you know Trump used that, and I feel bad for Republicans trying to be fiscally conservative, but you've got a hand stand behind racists and. And I'm just sitting back and I'm thinking, oh, my God. Well, she doesn't end it there. She goes, and don't forget about transgender care and abortions, just to name two. So there you have it, friends. This is a college-educated woman who lives in a metropolitan area. And her, her mind has turned to mush. Her mind has turned to mush because of the programming done by the leftists who are on their social media feeds, the email chains. All they know are the talking points. They just have to throw out these words. They got, if, if first it doesn't work, we blame Trump. And if that doesn't work, then we... It's all emotional. Folks, you can have passion behind what you're doing, but there has to be a logical thread. And because of that, the logical thread to tie up this episode is this. America is sick and tired and fed up of the party on the left that has been overtaken by its extremists. 
And yes, there are extremists on both sides, but the Democrats have taken the cake and they've forsaken their own people. And this is why the red wave, can't you feel it? I can already feel it. It's already crashing down. It's a beautiful thing. What do you say? Reach out, would you? Chief at ericdeemshow.com or on the socials at Eric Deem Show. <laughs> 